Welcome to the Freedom Story podcast, where we bring you our updates in audio version. The Freedom Story prevents child trafficking and exploitation through culturally relevant programs in Northern Thailand. And our podcast brings you anti-trafficking news, updates, and more. Join us for enriching insights, relevant news, and opinion pieces. Fifteen Years of Milestones and Achievements When one of our founders, Rachel Sparks, first met a young girl at risk named Kat and felt compelled to offer a scholarship to keep her in school, it was hardly imaginable that her heartfelt impulse would ignite something as large as the Freedom Story has become. We are fortunate and forever grateful to have received so much support from so many hundreds of similarly inspired people and have been committed to stewarding that trust and translating it into tangible results for vulnerable children, their families, and their communities, building a world safer from traffickers and exploiters from the ground up and from the inside out. Looking back over the past 15 years, we have grown tremendously and are proud to say that the seeds planted so many years ago have borne fruit. Here are some of the milestones and achievements that stand out to us. In 2008, we created a scholarship program targeting children at risk of sex trafficking and launched an organization to support it. A year later, we were able to build a resource center to support the scholarship students. Since then, we've also expanded to include a second building with our computer lab, achieved air conditioning, this is essential to functioning brains come 2 p.m. in the hot season, secured internet access, no mean feat in the middle of a rice field, acquired vehicles to aid the transportation of kids who didn't have access to transportation, and we've expanded our scholarship program. One scholarship student grew to include 20, then 100, to now almost 450 scholarships have been provided. Most students are supported for multiple years of education. We have developed a human rights awareness raising program, reaching more than 25,000 people, provided 14,500 plus hours of mentorship, and 16,000-plus hours of resources, expanded our outreach to migrant worker communities with support from two grants from USAID, constructed a third building to support our capacity to host community events, and we've expanded our services to non-province. When one of our staff members saw the prevention work we were doing in Chiang Rai and wanted to bring it to his home village, where people were even more vulnerable, we conducted research to assess the need and the fit of our services opened operations there, and now have staff running our prevention programs in this second province. It's a major expansion of our reach and impact. We've also hosted nine activist vision trips, built our sustainability program's eco-agricultural learning center, launched ethical storytelling, a movement to tell more dignifying stories about beneficiaries in nonprofit communications, and rebranded to the Freedom Story to better reflect our focus on freedom. We've developed a robust monitoring and evaluation program to set tangible goals, metrics to measure our impact, and track our results. We've identified more than 1,300 stateless and hill tribe students in 49 schools and determined 850 were eligible for registration. We've since aided hundreds of stateless children in receiving legal documentation or upgrading their legal status. We've provided COVID relief packages to vulnerable communities a project which is also aiding government agencies in their objectives, thus creating stronger relationships to move forward with anti-trafficking initiatives. We've also trained migrant worker volunteer leaders to conduct human and legal rights outreach in their communities, 
We've supported 1,300-plus family members in developing alternative sources of income. We've provided counseling to 822 people, not including individual counseling. And we've helped promote prevention as a critical component of anti-trafficking policy in the region. To do so, we helped launch a coalition of CSOs working collaboratively to combat trafficking in Thailand, and we've actively participated in local, national, and regional conferences in trainings to support anti-trafficking responses at all levels. We've been participating in national meetings and conferences and have been working with the Ministry of Justice of Thailand and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs on issues pertaining to human rights, child rights, and anti-human trafficking. We've also partnered with NGO coalitions, the government, and business partners on child-safe and friendly tourism, targeting trafficking in the tourism industry. It became a national campaign involving the Ministry of Tourism, the Royal Thai Police, Immigration Police, and UN organizations. We became a core member spearheading the ARAT, Asia Region Anti-Trafficking, annual conferences, gathering about 200 organizations in Asia-Pacific and beyond, including organizations from the EU. We began working with ASEAN in the Governmental Commissions on Human Rights and the ASEAN Commissions on Women and Children, collaborating with them to bring the issues of the prevention of human trafficking and child trafficking into those regional policy discussions. Our perspective has been sought and included in the U.S. State Department's Trafficking in Persons Report. We have also been honored to receive an Excellence in Human Rights Award from Thailand's Ministry of Justice four years in a row. Last year, we passed the baton of leadership from Rachel Goebel to Lucy McRae. And this year, we trained 832 village healthcare volunteers in screening for children at risk and advising families on preventing or responding to child trafficking and exploitation. And began working with a local school district granting us access to 105 schools, reaching over 19,000 students to teach them about protecting themselves from child trafficking and exploitation. While we track these tangible results, sometimes our greatest impact has been in the intangible results. In a region where nearly half of the children drop out of school by the equivalent of middle school, 89% of our students are graduating, and many are even going on to higher education. Parents who didn't believe in education are starting to understand how crucial it is and see its tangible impact on the lives of their children. Prevention is on policymakers' agendas in a way that it wasn't 15 years ago. Other organizations, churches, orphanages, children's foundations, etc., in the region who work closely with children are looking to our model of prevention and are excited to learn how to incorporate it into their own work. And, of course, there are the individual lives changed, the students whose lives were characterized by risk and uncertainty that now have developed resilience and have begun to thrive. We can only imagine how different their children's lives will be from their own from the experience of the support they received from their mentors and donors at the Freedom Story, and others who believed in their value and believed in their education. Thank you for taking part in our journey. We couldn't do this without you. Would you like to meet a student whose life has been impacted by the Freedom Story and your support? Come meet Song Ying at our 15th anniversary celebration. At this 45-minute online event, you can hear from her perspective as well as staff and more, Join in the silent auction and chat with others in real time, all from the comfort of your own home. Invite a friend and come along. Details are available at the links in our show notes. Many thanks and credit to today's author, Dr. Jade Keller, and to you, our audience. Thanks so much for tuning in.
If you haven't already left a review, we would be so grateful if you did. It will help raise our profile to bring educational anti-trafficking content to a wider audience. To learn more, visit thefreedomstory.org.